What's up, jabronis? Welcome back to Two on Five, your one-stop shop for all your top five lists. I'm Drake. I'm Brett. And today, we're here to talk about something a little fun. Uh, Something that probably everybody has talked about in their life at some point. And we put a lot of thought into the last episode. Probably going to put a lot of thought into some future episodes. So we decided just to uh, kick back and have a bit of a relaxed episode. We're going to talk about our top five celebrity crushes. Yeah. And, um, you know, unlike in Friends, uh, neither of us have laminated these lists. But they're pretty set. They're pretty good. But, you know, a celebrity crush, like, what like, what does that mean for you? Is it just, are they, are they just straight hotties? Or do they need to have a little bit more going on? You know, like, are they good at their job? Have they accomplished things? I feel like for both of these lists, we've got a little bit of both. Because we like variety here. It's the, sp- it's the spice of life. Yeah, I feel like uh, there are some pretty traditional picks on both these lists. However, um, I, I will speak for my list at least, and I think the same for you. Personality mm-hmm. goes a long way. And, you know, each of these names, uh, there are some big personalities on here and people that we just really enjoy uh, seeing and enjoy watching and seeing their work. So, yeah. So with no more further ado, let's let's hop in. So uh, my number five um, is uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She is i mean i feel like if you've been paying attention to anything you know who she is she's the person who ran against an incumbent uh for the for the primary in uh new york city got basically won it because she was incredible at you know just meeting people and going out and not just assuming that they would vote for you know this income incumbent person and and then she went and then she won the seat uh, in the general because it, that's a seat that just has traditionally gone democratic and has gone to Washington and just pissed people off and like shaken things up. And like, I mean, she's very cute too, which doesn't hurt any of that, but I think I just, she's maybe one of my favorite Twitter follows ever. Like she just constantly owns people and it's hilarious because especially when it comes to politics, I feel like when you're paying attention to these guys, some of them just seem so clueless, especially when it comes to the internet and how to, you know, communicate with people. And she's so good at it. Yeah. It's, it's something that we're seeing, you know, more and more folks from our generation end up on a national stage in politics or, you know, whatever profession they're in. So, you know, we're starting to see our contemporaries uh, in these positions and there's still kind of this old guard of, you know, the last generation that maybe doesn't quite get it all the time. And it's super refreshing to see her show up on the same platforms that we're on um, and, you know, talk like somebody that has worked for a living, talk like somebody that has um, actually lived life. And she is a beautiful woman. Oh, yeah. You know, on on top of it. So it really is this complete package, you know, regardless of partisan politics, you know, she is a very capable 
you know, very, uh, aware person, you know, she knows who she is and what she's about and she is concise in her messaging. And, you know, you really see a lot of her personality and, you know, attitude for lack of a better word. Like you see a lot of her personality come out, uh, while she's on this national stage doing a very important job. And so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch well, her work. Just, I, I just admire her because, She's so smart and like whenever they show clips of her in committee or, or just meetings, she's always well-informed. She always knows what she's talking about. And like, that's something I admire no matter who's doing that. So that adds to it to me. And also just, you know, she has decided to take her congressional allotment and pay her people better. And, you know, she's set up maternity and paternity leave for her staffers and they have a dog. Like there's just <laughs> a lot of things I like about, about this. So I just, I think she's just really refreshing and it's, it's just really refreshing to see. Agreed. So moving on to another great Twitter follow, my number five is Mrs. John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. Um, you know, right off the bat, she's a smoke show. Like, she is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Uh, but she is hilarious. If you do not already follow her on social media, please do so. Some of my favorite things are when she just punks her husband. Oh, like every day. Every single day. Um, you know, the, the thing she talks about, you know, when John legend makes a comment on how well he sang the national anthem and her response was, yeah, you're okay at it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, John legend's an amazing singer <laughs> and, you know, a pretty cool dude too, but watching Chrissy Teigen bust him down on a regular basis is super refreshing. And also just from a more traditional crush angle there's a photo of her laying poolside with a plate of chicken wings on her backside and john legend reaching out of the pool and grabbing one of those chicken wings off the plate and it is like my dream scenario hashtag goal uh like it's my goal It, it is my goal for life to eat chicken wings off the backside of chrissy teigen <laughs> I'm not going to apologize right. for that. Uh, one thing I one thing I do appreciate about her is I, I, John Legend is so taciturn at, at times and serious, and she has definitely made him seem more human and fun since she since she's yeah. been involved with him. So I I would definitely say that. And, and one thing with that, you know, even with her professional career. Um, she's been very open and honest about kind of being a messy mom, mm-hmm. you know, like she's, she doesn't pull punches when it comes to, you know, having a shitty day or being a, a hot mess at home. And that's another thing that I can respect too, is that, you know, there's a level of honesty that, you know, there, there's probably a question of how honest it is because she's got a hell of a lot more money than the rest of us. 
So, you know, she can certainly hire some people to help her out. But it is refreshing to see somebody be like, hey, you know, my life's a mess, too. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it. And so, I, you know, I appreciate the balance there. Yeah, I, um, I don't really have anything different to say. She's very attractive and I do think she's very funny. I always uh, I always appreciated her on that lip sync battle show. Yes. Like everybody else is like and then, you know, you've got the competitors and LL Cool J trying to act tough. And then they just kind of go over to her and she'd be doing some dance and maybe wearing a weird hat. And I was into it. It was just like, she's just having fun. And like, that is what that show is. So yeah. Yeah. No, I, she's great. So moving on to my number four, um, I'm going to say that this is my most non-traditional pick on the list. So there may be some debate about that later, but I'm going to say this is my most non-traditional pick. Um, it's Justin Timberlake. And this is not, um, you know, th this is not because of uh, necessarily an attraction. It's more just an appreciation of him as a celebrity. All right. He's cute. I see you looking at me. Well, you know, he's cute. I'm not going to deny that, especially once he got rid of the ramen hair from NSYNC and kind of grew up. But as a teenager, I really struggled with uh, boy bands and the boy band industry in general. You know, I, I was kind of an edge lord, like every 14 year old boy was. And <clears throat> I could smell the plastic coming through the radio when I heard things like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and, you know, all this shit. And Timberlake was that first artist that really broke out of that mold from those groups and decided to take his career in a direction that he wanted to, which was a lot more uh, influenced by hip hop and particularly Southern hip hop. And, you know, there was an appreciation, like you realized that he wasn't just, you know, this puppet on a string, literally like this guy listened to rap music and he liked some of the same stuff I did. And, you know, he fucks. Like all of his albums are about, about how, getting yeah, down about how much he loves it. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, like it was, it was nice to see that other side of him. And once I saw that, you know, I wanted more. And so I've appreciated his evolution as an artist and I, I just can't get enough of him. Like at this point, I'm actually much more conflicted about Justin Timberlake than I used to be. Uh, I, I, used to really really love a lot of like i don't know there's just lately there's been more things that have weighed on me about him this is this this for me is probably the pick you made that i agree with the least at this point which is surprising because i mean mm -hmm. i used to love the guy but uh you know recently him and his wife have come out kind of as anti-vaxxers and i and i can't get yeah that's tough that's a, that's just a tough look for my guy and, you know, there's a little part of me that still thinks Janet Jackson basically lost her career for something that he did at the Super Bowl that he never even apologized for or took any real blame for. And that's a real problem for me, too. Fair. And also his last album, Fair. Shit. And that's a real problem. So. But it's a country album. Kind of. 
it's a bad country album then it's bad <laughs> and also no it's not no country sounds like that you're not wrong it's bad like i mean it it, it felt like what happened was he decided that he was too good for timbaland so he went and got some producers that don't know what to do with him and it like i listened to it once mm -hmm. and i haven't been back there's that like i sort of like the one song with stapleton but i feel like stapleton's carrying the song so that's you know whatever um but then again on the other hand he had what four albums in a row i really like so I was going to say, there's a three or four album block there that is really... It just depends on if you put 2020 as one right. or two albums. And then I actually enjoy a lot of his... I, I enjoyed a lot of the NSYNC work, especially that last album, which was basically a Justin solo album with... It was like Justin and the NSYNC. Right. But... So it's just... I don't know. I also... I think for the most part, he's he's a very interesting artist. I really hope he can get it back for the next album. Mm -hmm. Whenever that will be. I'm glad he stopped the acting thing. Yeah. That he was wasn't good was at that. Yeah. That was unnecessary, but I'm not against the pick. I just, like I said, I'm just, there's a couple things about him that I'm just like, dude, I don't know. Yeah. Fair. I'm not having yeah. kids with him yet. Yet. <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, my number four, uh, kind of going back to what, when we talked about just our favorite things of the year, uh, my number four is uh, Megan Rapinoe. I love her. I just think she's a hoot all the time, and she's so blunt. And really, uh, not wanting to turn this into really a political thing at all, but was really fearless with some of her comments this summer about you know the whole like we're not gonna i'm not going to the white house we won't get invited to that and just and you could tell right. she was just like whatever i just you know it wasn't cal like i feel like very little coming out of her is calculated and then you know when that team won and you saw the clips coming from the locker room of them freaking dancing around to crime mob and i'm just like these guys are awesome they're <laughs> yes. so good you know like, yes i want to be their friends yeah and yeah. i just i think she's just great at what she does i mean she won the balloon at the you know the balloon door and there's nobody more exciting to watch i felt like on that on that field ever when they were playing and you know she's she's a soccer player they're all cute so true true uh super fierce competitor mm -hmm. you know but also too like you could see that strength and courage on her face at all times you know like when it became evident that the entire world was watching you know it's the same face that she's had forever and like you could just see the determination and it was super inspiring and invigorating uh, to watch that. So, yeah, great pick. All right. So we're moving from someone who, like, basically one thing that I, as I was putting my list together, I realized I've picked a lot of people who are, if not the best, one of the best at what they do. And my number three pick is actually a chef. Uh, her name is Christina Tosi, and 
she is the person who founded Milk Bar in New York. And so, which uh, Milk Bar is, for those who don't know, it's paired up with Momofuku and it's desserts and pastries. And she's just considered one of the preeminent pastry chefs in the world. And she's on MasterChef and well, actually uh, she's off MasterChef now, I guess, but they kind of rotate judges all the time. And anyway, I, this year, uh, my wife and I started watching a lot of like reality TV and watch a lot of MasterChef because when you have a baby, it's very, it's much easier to try and watch a reality show than something that has a plot. I just really appreciated the way that she had so much empathy for any contestants, whether it was children or adults, but she also demanded they take it seriously. I, I just really respected her for that. And she's super, super cute. And like, and her fashion sense is, is incredible. Like she just always wears the best clothes, like, which is a weird thing to say, but it's just, you notice it, you just notice it. And I mean, that's kind of the dream, right? A girl who <laughs> like wears cute clothes and can make you a good cupcake. Like I'm in. So, right. <clears throat> this was somebody that I was not familiar with uh, until I saw your list. I just recently started watching MasterChef, so I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what she's about. But I Googled her and it's it's funny because she's got just from a physical standpoint, you know, she's kind of got this unassuming look, you know, where like she's she, uh, you know, just by looking at her looks kind of meek mm -hmm. or like, you know, quiet but is one of the most renowned chefs in the world. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what she's about. Yeah. I, I just, she's great. She's, she's the best. So moving on to my number three, um, there are certain crushes that you would just let do anything to you. And my number three is somebody that I would quit the football team for. I would let her tie me up in a bed and just pulverize my ankles with a sledgehammer. My number three is Kathy Bates. <laughs> I, I'm serious, guys. Uh, my number three is Kathy Bates. I love this woman. And... This is, I, I do think she's a, a beautiful woman, but I've always known her as an adult, you know, like this is somebody that she's 71, 72 years old. Um, but this is somebody that personality and work have put her this high up on my list. Um, there is nothing that she does that I won't soak up. She has been brilliant in everything from misery, which she won an Oscar for, to super silly stuff like the water boy, um, you know, really dark performances in the American Horror Story series, you know, like everything she does, she just brings such a life to, um, you know, also, you know, pretty vocal, pretty uh, active, you know, outside of her work. But she is just somebody that every time, even if the movie is shit, if I see Kathy Bates, like I know that I'm going to enjoy her. 
Like as soon as she comes on screen, I'm happy. And so I, Kathy Bates hits for me. Um, I, I think she's a great actress and that's about all I can say. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, whenever she shows up, she demands the screen and like, that's what you're looking for when it comes to like a star that that's at least my definition kind of, of, a, of a star. And I think she's definitely that like whenever she's around you, you pay attention. And that's a, and that's a, that's a quality. Not a lot. Not everybody has, you know? Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, I just, I gravitate towards her. You know, it's somebody that I would see as like a really cool aunt, <laughs> you know, at times like, you know, like I think she would be that fun person uh, to have in your family. And so, you know, maybe crush is not exactly the right word, although, I mean, I'll try anything. Um, but yeah, like she just she is something that I always want to have around. Yeah. Moving on to my number two um, is a little more traditional. Also, somebody that. You know, I really appreciate her attitude towards life, but my number two is Rihanna. Uh, beautiful, beautiful woman. You know, great, great singer. Um, you know, like she's really impressed me with her ability, you know, to not just be kind of a, not just a sexy pop star. Like she's really a, a great vocalist too. Like she's got some range. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I like most about her is her ability to have fun. Sure. Like when you see photos of her on vacation and she's in like a duck floaty with a margarita in one hand and a blunt mm-hmm. in the other. And like she is just loving life. And like Usually like we're in like a big ass hat or something. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, she's had some some struggles in her personal life that, you know, she's had to battle through. Um, you know, with Chris Brown being a piece of shit and, you know, it's, it's nice to see her still perform at a very high level and also at least from the outside looking in still have a lot of joy for life. And, uh, so another one that I'm always happy when I see her and I know that I'm going to get something that I enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think the thing about Rihanna, I really like is just, I feel like she comes off very interesting and almost mysterious which is wild when you think about like she's one of the most recognizable pop stars in the world um yeah i love that right now she's in the midst of driving her fan base insane with this album that is not coming out like ever apparently which i think is hilarious because there's so much rihanna music i mean like i get that you know pop music is about the new and what's been what's come out the most recently but i mean we're still okay if Rihanna waits another six months on putting out an album. There's a pretty deep catalog. Right. But people are losing their minds. And like, it sort of seems like she's just adding fuel to that fire. Like she'll be (laughs) like, here's a picture of me drinking wine. (laughs) And then her fan base is like, where the fuck's the album? And it's super funny to me. Also, uh, the way she has punked Drake repeatedly is hysterical because drake loves her or at least he thinks he loves her i mean you know 
I tend to think Drake might not know much about actual human relationships, but agreed. And she'll be like, yeah, nope, nope. And then she drops him for a while. And after that last bit where he like said he loved her and it got weird, like on stage and that's all, that's just hilarious to me. Like I, at this point, I feel like American Drake has a better shot than Canadian Drake. <laughs> You're probably so not wrong. keep it up. You're Riri. Probably not wrong. And uh, also the umbrella video is the yeah. best thing that ever happened. To oh, me. Jesus. And you know, uh, that actually reminds me of a really funny story. I was uh, in Seattle with my parents, uh, we were visiting my cousin Mike because he was graduating medical school. And we were staying at this shit hotel and we just had like an hour or two to kill. And my mom was off doing something with my aunt. And so my dad and I are just like uh, hanging out in the hotel room and I'm flipping through and it was either MTV or VH1 was playing videos and that video came on. And my dad who like, was not paying attention at all. So like, who is that? And I was like, <laughs> it's Rihanna, but we're going to move on. Click. Anyway. Oh man. But anyway, uh, Rihanna. Yeah. She's great. It's my turn. And then yes. Yep. Yep. Okay. So anyway, yep. uh, my number two is, uh, Charlize Theron. I think she's an incredible actress and, uh, one of the most beautiful people in the world. And I was talking to my friend Luke and we were, it was when that first black widow trailer came out, which is not Charlize Theron, obviously it's, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah, it's Scar Jo. Scar and I, we were, and I, and he was like, it looks fine. I'm like, yeah. Also, you know, I feel like we just have Scarlett Johansson because, you know, Charlize Theron, she does everything she does. Scarlett Johansson does, but, but better, but she just can't be in everything. And that's just kind of where I'm at with yeah. it. Like Charlize Theron's just better than most actresses. And she's got a crazy range. And like her last few things that she's done for like have hit so hard for me. I mean, I haven't seen bombshell and I will not see bombshell because I do not need to see that crap, but you know, atomic blonde, yeah. she does, she does like the crazy action stuff. Uh, she was in that movie Long Shot with Seth Rogen, which is hu- hysterical, like super funny, and she's really oh, yeah. good in it. And then Fury Road, which is the best. And I'm actually yes. not kidding. She was robbed that she wasn't up for an Oscar for that. She was robbed. Agreed. She was a boss in that movie. I And those three characters, that is an insane range, and I buy each one of them. And that's all I'm asking for from an actor. Well, and I, I feel like it'd be a sin if we didn't mention Monster yeah. um, and what she went through for Monster. And, you know, like I not even so much that they like made her ugly, like they made her, you know, look different. You know, they tried to make her look like Eileen Warnos and they nailed it. But she acted like Eileen Warnos. Mm-hmm. You know, the the little manic, uh, you know, mannerisms, you know, like she really dove into that. And that's one of the things that I think is cool about Charlize Theron is she likes weird shit. 
like she is into some weird shit and I'm not talking like bedroom weird shit. I mean, maybe, but like she's very big into true crime and like serial killers and, you know, things of that nature, which is fun that, you know, somebody at her level is enjoys diving into that and, you know, really wanted to make monster uh, kind of as a labor of love. And so it's just, it's cool for me that somebody at that status like some of the same shit that I do. Yeah. It just, it, it's a humanizing thing. Absolutely. Where, yeah, where, you know, Oh, it's, it's not to the same level as like the tabloids where, Oh, they, celebrities, they take garbage out too. They're just like us, but it's not that it's more along the lines of, Oh, like cool. You listen to podcasts, you know, like something right, that right. brings it to a huge, just humanizes them, makes them seem, real as compared to just these pretty people that show up on our screens yeah so anyway um we're just gonna keep it moving my number one my number one guys it's the least shocking thing ever and quite frankly it should be drake's number one he's wrong uh it should be everybody's number one it's lupita nyango uh she is incredible I wish she was cast in more things. Whenever she shows up, I'm happy for like multiple reasons. Like, first of all, she might be one of the most beautiful people on the planet. And that, that is just that. I feel like that's unassailable. She just is like, I feel like at this point that is an objective, right? Like fact. Yeah. Like we're, we're not even talking about subjective beauty. Like, objectively she is one of the most beautiful people on the planet Mm -hmm. and she's and she's just got this crazy range and i mean first of all she's she's black woman in hollywood she's not getting cast as much as she probably should but for the whenever she shows up in something i'm watching i don't feel like i've seen her do that before and that's and that's exciting yes um like if you don't have somebody as strong as her in us, that movie does not work. You have to have somebody that literally creates two completely distinct characters. She's, she was incredible in that movie. And then, you know, and and then she did voice acting in star Wars. Like she's got this crazy range. She did, you know, she's like her first big role was prestige drama that she won an Oscar for, for 12 years of slave. I just, I think mm-hmm. she's incredible. I love it when she shows up and stuff. She always seems like when she's not acting, when you see her like at award shows or when she's being interviewed or something, she seems so excited just to be there and to talk. And she seems like a happy person. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just, there's just a lot there for me. So. Uh, I agree. I also feel like with, the film us if you take her out of it and you put somebody else in that role no disrespect to jordan peele but if you put somebody else in that role it automatically becomes a b movie pretty much like i i mean she is driving so much of the story from both ends and you know two completely different characters on screen at the same time like it is mind-blowing what she did to carry that well film and I don't mean I don't mean Carrie as in like it was a lackluster 
script or you know film otherwise but like she she elevated it she helped knock that thing out of the park oh yeah for sure and i mean i think it's incredible that anytime she's in a movie whoever she's up against she has chemistry with yeah like that is a skill because i mean winston actually i i feel like everybody has has chemistry with winston duke but sometimes chadwick boseman comes off pretty stiff mm-hmm. and i feel like even in black panther the scenes that she's not in it sometimes you're like hmm okay you know it's he's never bad and there's nothing bad about that movie i no. freaking love it but it the movie sings when she's in it if that makes sense she brings a lot of happiness mm-hmm. to the screen uh in black panther and you know it, the same with us like she brings some terror to the screen and it's all through her face like she's she's got some great uh, body mechanics, you know, when she does some of the uh, tethered stuff, but her face conveys so much emotion and like it, it guarantees that you are going to feel something raw. And it's really wild when you look at, you know, somebody that is that beautiful and is able to convey that much emotion. Uh, and it's just, it's yeah. extraordinary. So you're not wrong by a long shot. However, uh, I'm going to stay true to myself with my number one. This has been my number one since I was like 14 years old. Um, And it's one of those things that it was it it is just the complete package for me. Um, Somebody that is cute and light and bubbly. you know, funny, enjoys themselves, and cooks bomb-ass food on a regular basis. My number one is Rachel Ray. She came on the scene when we were teenagers, and I watched a lot of the Food Network. You guys know that I like to cook and stuff like that. Um, So, you know, when she came on the screen, I was entranced, you know, first of all, because I'm a teenager and she's a cute woman on screen. Um... So, I mean, she could have been, you know, doing math problems for all I care. Like, that's going to keep some attention for a while. But to watch the joy that she brought to, you know, cooking some great Italian food most of the time. And, you know, there was just such a happiness, uh, a happiness with it that, you know, was one of those things that, like, you imagine when you're picking a a partner, you know, having that kind of happiness also with, you know, creating good food that the family can, can gather around and enjoy was just something that automatically clicked for me. And, you know, and it struck something very primal or, you know, whatever that made me think, okay, this is a prototype for, you know, what I'm looking for. And I found that, you know, first of all, like that's, that's something that, you know, my family has always enjoyed, you know, <clears throat> cooking and creating food to make a, a good family experience. Um, it's something that I carry on. And so that's one of those things that this is just a mu- as much about what she does as it is what she looks like. So, you know, she's uh, been number one for probably 20 years now. And Lapita's coming for the crown, but you know, she's, she's still sitting on the throne for now. (laughs) 
Rachel Ray is interesting because I feel like she was at that forefront of when like Food Network and the Celebrity Chef thing and all that. Yes, when that, when that really became... she was in the first crop. Yeah, I mean, because there, you know, there was the the really really old school like Julia Child and all that, but this new thing that really drove like Food Network and uh like and then even now with like the pioneer woman and all that stuff yeah but like yeah. rachel ray was the kind of the first one and i knew about rachel ray like more periphery than anything i just didn't pay attention to it until after college i moved uh back to back to the area and i lived with my sister for oh seven or eight months she had just bought a house and her fiance hadn't moved over yet and where it was at was it was technically in town but it was almost country and she was just kind of uncomfortable she's like come live with me i i'm a little uncomfortable i was like all right and every day after after work she watched 30 minute meals like that was that was her that was her thing and i never you know i really i knew who rachel was i'd never watched it so i started watching with her and she was kind of a hoot like just yeah um her you know her little sayings like she's gonna put the evoo in and make sure you got your you know make sure you got oh, your yeah. trash like uh bowl or whatever and it it was it was definitely an education in just it was one of the first things i started getting into where like i hadn't really watched food network like that you know and she just like you said she was really upbeat about it made food that like i would want to eat which um not yeah. all the people do on food network um right and it made food that i felt like i could make which that's something like it it felt accomplishable um yeah 30 minute meals was a great one to show that like you don't have to be a professional chef to um you know do some of this stuff and another show that really helped show her excitement for life is uh, $40 a day where, you know, she would go to a random city and she would have $40 to create a breakfast, lunch, and dinner out on the town. And so it was kind of this neat, you know, humanizing challenge of like how you're going to get through the day. Now, granted, you know, she's not going to McDonald's or, you know, Wendy's or whatever. Like she's going to classic, you know, traditional restaurants. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a nice way to see her out on the town, you know, enjoying a random city's fair. And, you know, it helped convey that excitement for life and food. So, well, the nice thing is like she's been doing this a long time and it hasn't popped up that like she's secretly a racist or or like an alcoholic or yeah yeah or you know like kicks dogs or something you know like she just seems to be who she is and that there's something to be said for that too she's just a nice person and in today's world being a nice person can get you to the top of the list sometimes yeah it can it can well anyway kids them them's the hotties uh basically we're right, as always, and yep. uh, we'll catch up with you later. All right. Take care, guys.